This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome once again to A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. Thanks, Larry. I, as always, we meet here every week, and we are uh, on this path of leadership together, and we are super excited, and we hope that you're learning tons and tons from the show. And I'm Zach Davis. Uh, you know, we're all on a leadership journey here, and uh, everybody's leading something or someone, so uh, we believe in le- leading the serving way, and that's what the uh, premise of the show is. So. And that's why we call the show A Server's Journey. Fantastic. No, I... This is like a continuance of last yes, week, right? Yes, we have How can we do this? How do we stretch this time like this? This well, is like a you know, back to the future or something? Well, sometimes you have enough content to where you really do need two shows. Otherwise, you end up um, not quite you know, fleshing out all the theory and so forth. Right. Someone's going to have to tell us if they want shows that are 30 minutes or they want them an hour. Yes. You know, who's got to commute through an hour anymore? Well, I remember. Everybody in L.A.? Yes, Chicago, yeah. yes. <laughs> One night it took me four hours to get out of Chicago. So really, wow. yeah, that was a fun night. Yeah, I probably, if only we had the time zone. If you Avengers, had, the, the oh, yeah, well, we just saw the Endgame movies, and we're not gonna. Well, I, I guess by the time this airs, we could. Yeah, it really wouldn't be a spoiler, but we're not gonna say anything. But uh, Endgame movie was pretty pretty darn good. Oh really. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good. I, I thought it was very good. Okay, so Kyle's in the studio again today. Yes. Right? Okay, so let's do this because this is our time. Epic, Epic moments, moments in, leadership. in leadership. Okay, and this is now, we, we haven't had a bad or, a, you know, epic, you know, bad epic moment in a long time, but this comes to us from Wired's Expose, and it's really about the inner workings of Tesla. And last week, we kind of talked a little bit about Elon Musk and his leadership style, and a lot of people are very attracted to him um, and his ideas and his thoughts. Right. But his leadership style actually hasn't always been great. In fact, um, this is uh, he, he kind of comes across, he's been described as a combative leader with a combative leadership style, and he's infamously mercurial. He goes up and down like at the moment's notice. Um, in fact, they uh, have titled him Dr. Elon and Mr. Mr. Musk. So, that you know, Dr. <laughs> Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, he's uh-huh. got two sides. Oh, wow. And there is a story uh, where Musk allegedly berated and fired a young Tesla engineer who he believed made a foolish mistake with these explosive words. You're a effing idiot. Get the F out and don't come back. And that's been reported by many people on the leadership team uh, at, at Tesla. And the, the crazy thing is, um, it's not the only story that's like that. But did he hire him back the next day? I, you know, I don't know that. But And, and I will say this, Elon Musk is a tremendous uh, leader in thinking outside the box and a creative genius, an amazing engineer, um, maybe not the best with people skills. Now, is so. he the guy that's putting the rockets up? I'm kind yes. of confused. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wow. And I think he's a guy that says we will, we could be living on Mars oh, within yeah. 10 or 20 years. Yeah. 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 Like the world's going to go away in 12 years too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe any so Larry's of that. Just Well, he does have some pretty awesome autonomous driving yeah, vehicles he does. also. Right. Don't forget Tesla. Oh, no. Well, and you know, I, you know, this is an epic moment and it's a bad about leadership style but it's not bad about the products they create somehow there. even even in that environment they're still able to put out a pretty darn good electric car yeah okay does he have a website 
Uh, no, I don't know if he does. We have a website. I think yeah. that's where you're going with this. Yes, yes, because I was going to say he could probably get a hold of ACS Creative, yes. and ACS Creative would really help him. And they would also maybe clean up his image a little bit like they did ours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they would say, we don't play games with your money that's either, right. Mr. Uh, although he could probably, they could probably play games with his money, I, oh, I think. He's, yeah. he's, he's got a lot of it, a lot well, more than we do. True. Maybe they need a new logo. Yes. They, they need a brochure, you know, <laughs> yeah. any a direct mail campaign yeah. or uh, anything like that. They Elon, could, call ACS. Creative, yeah. Tell Eddie we said hi. That's acscreative.com. All right, and our website is a serversjourney.com, and we would love for you to go on there and uh, give us content ideas. Tell us what you want to learn about, maybe who uh, has impacted you as a leader, whether it's an author or a TED Talk or even just somebody that you have worked with in your everyday life. But please go to the website, give us ideas, tell us what we're doing well, what we're doing wrong. Um, and as always, uh, download, subscribe, and rate us on I, uh, iTunes. Very good. I like that. That was a good idea. So, Zach, why don't you reintroduce Kyle, and then I'm going to let you lead this conversation. And I'm not going to stay out of this. Okay. Yeah, no, you're not. Okay. Yeah, at least at least give us some time in between our voice so that we <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't look as bad, you know? Um, so we got Kyle here again today. Um, Kyle is basically the LeBron James of our Chick-fil-A. AJ would probably be like the Michael Jordan. Ooh. Yeah. Kyle's Kyle's like the LeBron. He's got like LeBron he's got James. Like, he's got like eighteen grand openings under his belt. They're the five, you know, biggest ones yeah. in the country. So he's he's a pretty awesome guy. Um he's got a he's got a lot of uh, uh accomplishments. He's got a bright future. Um and he's definitely made an impact on me. Um, so that, that's a brief introduction of Kyle. He's an awesome guy. So, and I think today, you know, cause we had a chance to really hear some of the backstory and, um, some of what he's hoping to do with Chick-fil-A and just as a side note, cause Kyle is uh, getting ready here to apply with Chick-fil-A. Um, and just to kind of tell you, it's insane. The odds of becoming a Chick-fil-A owner operator. In fact, last year they had 60, it was a record 68,000. People. application submitted oh, wow. to become an owner operator. So Kyle stands at the precipice of something that is very, very hard to do. Oh, but it's so easy. Yes. Yes. Very easy. No, <laughs> but anyways, so if you're somebody who prays, pray for Kyle or else put up a good thought up into the sky, the great higher know, power, yeah, higher power. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into leadership styles. <coughs> Thank you guys. And, yeah, and today we're going to talk more about this theory itself. Right, and like we said last episode, there are tons of theories about leadership, um, and it's been it's been uh, an aspect of our lives for thousands of years. Um, so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different theories out there. There's a bunch of different frameworks. The ones that we're looking at today is actually introduced by Lewin in the 1930s, the late 1930s, uh, is is a theory in a, uh, that he's got. Um, it's also pretty related to what we've been talking about, Kyle. We, we talked about this a couple of years ago, and I think that it's made a little bit of an impact on our leadership. So there's three different Well, types. you know, real quick though, Zach, I got, I got to tell you, I, I found a really interesting fact sure. because you mentioned that, you know, leadership and the study of leadership has been around for years. And so the first known public book, first known book at all about leadership was, uh, came out in 1532 and was called The Prince. So think about that. Mm. We're talking about six, almost 600 years later, um, and we're still trying to figure this out. Who's so leadership got, is not an easy... Older than America. Yes. Who's got the copyright on that book? Uh, I don't know, but you know what it is? It's The Prince. It was called The Prince. Mm. So. And that's if you don't include the Bible. 
That's right. The, because yes. the Bible is going to be 2000. Yep, you trump me. They're 2000 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Bing. Bing. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this one specifically, there's three different styles. Kyle, do you want to talk about the three different styles a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. So autocratic, democratic, and then the laissez-faire. So this is something that I've learned all throughout school. Uh, grade school, I've been introduced to it. Uh, we talked about it more impactful for me and um, at the college level when I was at Rosen, attended UCF's Rosen. Um, and then I got to really see it hands-on. And I would say a crash course setting with all these grand openings. And, of course, you know, right. at Rocky Store as well, you kind of see it here and there. Right. But the grand openings, it's just so – it's like an accelerated summer course, you know. You're training 40 to 80 people in a short time period. You know, you're getting the whole store ready to go from kind of just nothing. It's everything's accelerated. It's not like you have one person and that's your – you know, you're training them for the shift. You know, you have multiple right. people kind of getting plugged in, plugged out. Um, so you really have to be – you have to have high emotional intelligence and kind of understand very quickly what kind of person they are, how they're going to be receptive to what kind of leadership style you want to teach them, and kind of everything in between. The really cool thing about this too, though, is you're in school full time and and you're also working almost full time. So full-time. you're you're being and you're a leader. So you're able to take this school, uh, the things that you're learning in school, the theories, and almost directly Correct. apply them. Yes. Yeah. 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 You get a chance to really put them. You know. Put them to the you know the fire right there live right. in a store. It's not like you're a teacher's assistant. You, you worked at Chick Fil A, yeah. You know, so and a lot of people always ask me like, which one? What did you learn more? You know, the school side, the actual working experience side. For me, it was it was really one process. It was it was awesome to be able to read about things and kind of see it in a class setting, and then like you said, be able to really test it and actually right. see it hands on. So it was kind of like a. Is Kyle going to be a politician? I would love to later yeah. in life. I think I've mentioned that to Rocky. I would yeah. love to run for like local government later in life. Yeah. I love politics. Everything happens in local government. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It does. Deep change. Well, we've got to find you a home first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what's amazing to me? Because you're, you're hearing about the fact that there's different leadership styles and literally thousands and thousands of books on leadership. I think it really speaks to the fact that there can't be a way to lead. There isn't. Yeah. So right. there are sure. other types of leadership, and you have to decide, okay, what fits best and so forth. Right. So yeah, and even just these three, you know, these are just good guidelines. You know, everybody's a little different. You know, have to tweak it here and there and kind of really cater to that person because, you know, we are serving leaders, and that's kind of what we do. Yeah, so let, let's talk about let's talk about the autocratic a little bit, Kyle. Do you want to? What the definition of autocratic, by the way, is the dictator lays down the law and his or her group and expects individuals to perform without questioning his or her authority. Yeah, so like right off the top of my head, um, this is for me when I've experienced this. This is a new market. So, for example, uh, one of my first openings I mentioned in the previous show was in LA. So at the time, it was a new market. The nearest store was probably an hour and a half away. So what that means for us is we're hiring about, you know, 80 to 120 employees that have no clue what Chick-fil-A is, no clue what we're about, no clue what we stand for, what our beliefs are, anything like that. Yeah, and, and if they have an idea, it may be a negative one because of uh, media bias and so forth, things that they've heard right. or seen protesters. Right, right. So what that kind of means for us is there's absolutely no prior experiences. Um, it could be a little more... Look a little more scary and a little more intimidating for those people. So going into that kind of situation, you don't want to be democratic and kind of say, hey, you know, what do you think or how do you feel about this? Because they don't know. 
they don't they probably don't want that either. They want somebody that can show them and guide them in the right direction. So you kind of mm-hmm. want to be a little more black and white, more direct um, in those kind of situations. You don't have, you know, a very experienced team to fall back on. You can't take a couple seconds and say, hmm, let me think about this. You need quick decision making. Mm-hmm. You need to be ready to go, spring into action. Everything's, you know, there's, it's you. There's no support. It, it is you. You are the sole team that's starting this the story or this you know the store in that city so this this isn't always a negative no a lot of people and that's an awesome point larry a lot of people think this is a negative a lot of times uh for me obviously this is not going to be my 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 most used uh by any means but in certain situations it is very 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 beneficial and those kind of situations usually require you know like i said a lack of experience team that's usually the biggest one if you have a lack of experience team that team is going to seek extra leadership they're yeah. really going to well, follow I think you. that that team needs to be led in a different way than mm-hmm. somebody who's seasoned yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and when you're talking about a grand opening we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars in sales like if you can compare to any quick service in that that area, I don't know if they've got some similar numbers to that because that's a lot. Yeah, and another good another good um, path that you maybe want to use autocratic uh, leadership towards is anything that really that kind of deals with something that could be a little dangerous as well. Mm-hmm. So we don't always think about that in the restaurant, but you know maybe deep cleaning uh, an open fryer or just a pressure fryer. You don't really want to be jokey, jokey. You want to make sure that they know this is serious. You know, you don't want to, like, you can hurt yourself. You don't want to put anybody else in danger or anything like that. You kind of have to be very black and white, very direct. So for your safety, for their safety. Um, so that's kind of another interesting path that you kind of look at. Right. And Rocky, it. you've talked about this actually many times, and I don't even know if you were thinking about this theory or framework. You've you've said many times at our restaurant, and, and, and forgive me if I'm misquoting you uh, or paraphrasing you. Uh, you said in, in in some situations you just got to make the decision. Yeah. And I yeah. remember one specifically. We had a team member a few years ago accidentally hit the reset button on the what was it Chick Fil A? Uh, it was Cal Appreciation yeah. Day. Yes. Oh, it no. was insane. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! It was insane. No orders on screen when you reset yeah. it. You can't recall anything. Yeah. So basically, we lost oh every my. order that every customer had uh, mm-hmm. placed, and you know you lose uh, that <laughs> kind of information for three to five minutes, and you're talking about like probably a hundred customers. So it's yeah. nothing easy to overcome. But in that situation, we didn't have time to sit there and form a, you know, focus group. And you know, I mean, listen, <laughs> it, yeah. people have to be led. And sometimes, and I've always said this, it's great to lead them in the right direction, but I'll take any direction over no direction in the Absolutely. case of an emergency. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Auto, autocratic is the perfect 911 definition of what leadership kind mm. of when you need to go. Mm. And I have an awesome story. Um, Probably gives a little bit of nightmares to Rocky when I mention it, but I think it was about two years ago. Do you remember getting a phone call from me prior around seven o'clock at night, informing you that there was a car that caught on fire at our yes. window in the drive-through? Yes. Yeah, yes. and I actually kind of thought that he was joking. I was like, "That's." I was like, "Come on, it's smoking, right?" Thankfully, I was right across the street at at a, another restaurant at a meeting, so I, you know, re- literally just hopped in my car and went right across the street, and it was literally on fire. Yeah, disclaimer: yeah. the engine burned and melted to the ground. Yeah. So, give you a little bit of a visual of how engulfed this car I bet was. That slowed the drive-through down. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we actually uh, rare time we actually had to close down. And you know, the and great thing about it is, I was trying, like he was saying, I think we need to close down. 
And I was like, no, come on. It's just smoking. Like, my, you know, my mind, I was thinking, push the car out of the way. Don't close. You know, we need those registers ringing. <laughs> but he made the right choice. And he, and he was honestly, at that point, probably the only person willing to make it. It was the right choice. Yeah, and that's kind of the path I was going at, for example. So in this def, in this in this situation, it was an emergency. Like I said, Rocky didn't know the full extent of what it was. That's right. If I tried to gather too many opinions, at that point, I already evacuated the building. If I tried to gather too many opinions, you know, now we're talking about it instead of getting people to safety. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, I saw a car. Was, we went out there to, you know, they said the car wasn't moving. We went out there to push the car out of the drive through We saw a little bit of flame in the grill. We went to get inside to get the fire extinguisher. By the time we came out, it was engulfed. Like, yeah, yeah, this is the fire, fire department job. With a baby <laughs> in the back seat in the yes. car seat and the woman a little bit dazed and confused and, you know, wasn't rushing to get the baby out of the car. At one point, we thought the car might explode. Yeah, and oh, wow. as soon as I saw that, it was an immediate, we got to get everybody out of here. It's yes. safety's first. Good idea. Thank you very much, Kyle. What a great what a great <laughs> example of that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good example. Thank you. All right, well, let's go to the next one now. What's the other uh, style? Yeah, so democratic. Um, definition of democratic would be to capitalize on the people's skills and talents by letting them share their views rather than simply expecting them to conform. So this is something that I think we deal with a lot of our stores. We have yes. a lot of very talented and very uh, experienced theaters. Um, and this is, again... So a lot of uh, sometimes egos and a lot of opinions, oh yeah, too. Of course, yeah. of course. It all comes with it. Uh, and, and going back to the kind of my grand openings uh, side of things, this is something that's very, very, very big for us because I know we talked about in the last episode, there's so many egos and everybody's, you know general managers or one of the highest directors at their store. Um, and I, like I said, there's always a role at grand openings that's called the lead. So you're, right. you're responsible for every trainer. You're the main guy. And that's a very hard task. It's a lot harder than it seems because again, we have to deal with these egos head on. Um, and the democratic, the democratic leadership style is usually the best to approach that. So kind of go diving into a little bit, just as an example. So, you know, here I am, I'm in charge of 20 of these other, you know, talented, awesome leaders, but they're not, and it's not necessarily uh, they have a bad, you know, bad trade or anything. They're just not used to taking that role. They're not used to having that role. They're used mm-hmm. to just doing instead of having to, you know, talk about things and really kind of form opinions based off other people's. So how do you that. approach them at that point? So the most important thing I found is you never want to force anything on anybody. So what I mean by that is if I know this is the idea that I want to uh, put forward, I know it's going to work, I'm not going to say, hey, guys, we're going to do this. I'm going to go up to everybody and say, hey, guys, I have an idea. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> so now that leaves the door open for them to kind of sprinkle on their experience um, and their knowledge that they've gained in other situations. Um, and for one, it kind of gives them the sense of they're involved. Somebody's right. not going to be able to commit unless they feel like their voice has been heard. Um, and I think that's very, very, very important for this situation. You have to be able to allow everybody to uh, voice their opinions and feel like they've been heard. Once they feel like they've been heard, even if they disagree with it, they're much more likely to actually commit to it, though, because they have actually feel like they're part of the team and they've been a part of decision-making. Um, so from there, like I said, I always leave it open-ended. And, you know, you're kind of surprised of how much – you know, it is an experienced team, and they'll really, genuinely, probably are going to better 
whatever idea you had, whether it's just yeah. small tweaks you wouldn't have thought of. Sure. It, it always ends up a lot better. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I think a great example of this is in our store, we have a review system. Yeah. And it is continuously getting better. Thank the Lord, because when it first started, it was a it was a tough grind, but we're getting better. I think one thing that we did really, really well here was take a consensus as much as we could to make sure that the review system was working well for everybody. And the final product at the end of the day, all opinions shared, it's a pretty good system. Yeah. Well, you know, we always, we you know, kind of a, a term that we say or a sentence that we say is anytime you have a, a group of leaders, you have you know, the chance to kind of borrow their brains too. So um, what Kyle brings up is a really big point, and it's, it's, a, it's probably something that I struggle with as a young leader more than, than, any other, than any other thing, is that normally you know kind of the direction that you should go, and you know it because you've thought about it, and you've thought about it, and you've thought about it, and so I'll go days sometimes. I won't make a decision because it's a decision that doesn't have to be made right away. So I'll think through all the scenarios, and I'll kind of know this is it. And then I want to ramrod it down everybody else's throats, and it just doesn't work. I mean, people don't feel good about that. And so you have to actually slow it down, and like he said, you have to kind of – you know, talk to them, get their feedback, and build a, a consensus from your leadership team that this is the direction, and then you get buy-in. Okay, right? my autocratic side says, wait a minute, this is taking too much time. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I say you that know. all the time, yes. There, is, there are downsides to, to using a democratic, and, 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 and it's great to have democratic style in the right situation. Right. There are times when using a democratic leadership style is not – Especially when you're having an emergency situation, yeah, the nine one ones, and and it's really a tough, uh, it's a tough leadership style to implement because as a leader, you have to take more time, and if you're not a time, if you're not patient, you can, you know, it it can really drive you nuts. It drives me nuts getting consensus sometimes. It just really does. But honestly, if you're looking for the best results, uh, sometimes having a a democratic leadership style, if not most times. Mm-hmm. Having a democratic leadership style can really benefit your team. There can be more creative, uh, creative energy stifled there. Everybody feels heard. Everybody, it's more of a family culture, yeah. family atmosphere, and that's what you're looking for. There are disadvantages though, uh, and the disadvantages are it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know the crazy thing is, um, I, I I think sometimes we let our insecurities lead us. In fact, you know, right now having two different stores. And seeing leadership styles from two different teams. Right now, we have a little bit of an issue with with one leader who is trying to lead from their insecurities. And so they're not um, asking for advice and thoughts, and they're trying to just say, no, this is what we're going to do. And he keeps bumping his head against the wall because he keeps hitting, you know, reaching roadblocks because he's never bought. He's never got the buy-in yet first. And, you know, you have to, as a leader, you have to feel very secure in your own um, ability to lead and to gain a consensus. And normally, as Kyle said, people process things differently. So sometimes when we take, take people's thoughts or feedback as defensive, it's not. It's just that they process differently and they need to ask questions, and they need to understand even the minute details. And for somebody like me, who's I'm not a patient person, it's maddening sometimes. But 
if I take the effort and the time to kind of get the buy-in, it almost always works better. Yeah. Which brings us actually to our third leadership style, laissez-faire. Um, and Colin, I'll let you, if you want to do the definition on that one. Yeah, of course. It's very little guidance from leaders, complete freedom for followers to make decisions. Leaders provide the tools and resources needed. Group members are expected to solve the problems on their own. Okay, so, so what type of leadership group would this one tend to work the best in? It seems is it is this kind of like I don't know maybe you can shed light is this a little bit of the operator style kind of well I think it's it's in my operator style yeah right yeah so for me this streams third party okay so what I mean by that third okay. party so uh, let's say I'm at an opening and I'm the back house lead so what that entails is I'm responsible for everything the back house the trainers the team members anything that goes on operation wise. Um, but they also have what they call a prep lead. So prep is still in the back of house. So I technically overlook them, but they have a lead that kind of very specifically makes sure is the small tasks and day-to-day, like T's are being crossed and I's are being dotted right. for the prep. So for me, I'm not going to be there at all, really. I'm not going to be there very often. I'm basically kind of checking in on them. So for me, that means I want to go over there and just kind of be a resource. So I'm going to go over there and say, you know, kind of ask, hey, how's it going? You know, what does it look like for you? What problems are you facing? How can I better those problems? How can I make your job easier? It's very, 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 I kind of want to say, like, I'm the leader. Just use me as a resource. Yeah. If right. that makes any sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's weird. I find myself in that category right now. And, and I've been telling people that the hardest thing about having two stores is understanding what my role is and how I can help. And so I'm, I'm having to use a style, and it's probably not one that is my go-to. I, like, I like to get into the details. I like to get into the you know, trenches, but I can't. I, I just can't. And that's what you know, Kyle's talking about. When you're running the entire operation of a grand opening that might do you know, $80,000 a day, you can't worry about whether or not they're cupping coleslaw. You have to, you have to you know, put your faith in a leader give them the ability to make decisions and so forth. But you still have to go back there and check and say, hey, what can I do? What do you need from me? Are there tools? Are there you know, influence, more labor? So you're kind of checking in, but you're, you really do have a lot of faith in that person. Yeah. yeah. I think you probably have a unique experience with this in the sense of we've gone through so many, obviously with this new, the new store being built, and then we had a recent remodel at the old store. Yeah. You interacting with the construction team. Yes. You, don't, you probably don't know anything about it you don't want to be too involved in telling them what to do on the small things but you still want your store to be your store yeah right, right. so you kind of have to give those guidelines and paint the picture of what you want but still even more in a democratic kind of setting allow them to do what they do best that's a great example too and the geo with a gos kind of or kind of would that be yeah that's, simil- that's a similar leadership thing there too because he's helping and you guys don't want to kind of step on each other's toes. I know Kyle, you gave me an example to use this a few months back. We've got a we've got a quality team, uh, and and in our store we're a multi unit. There's a guy that oversees quality for both stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shared director position. I came to Kyle and said, Kyle, I want to make sure I respect this guy as much as I can. I don't want to step on his toes. And that's when Kyle offered to do lot that you know this kind of laissez faire. Yeah. You're not trying to. You're not trying to you know, lord over him. You're not trying to, you know, he's not going to be there all the time, but you do want to respect him and kind of give guidelines because it is, it is our store. 
you yeah. know, at the end of the day, we want to have really quality product at our store. We have kind of a little bit of the final say. It's, yeah, it's a perfect example because kind of like what you're saying, your job is to make sure Hammock Ridge is quality is perfect. Right, right. Ty's job was to make sure the quality from Hancock and Hammock is consistent. Right. So it's two end goals, and you guys have to intertwine, and that is the best situation that you could kind of, or I guess the best path you take for that situation. And so now, and then my role, because like now I'm thinking about the organization of Chick-fil-A at Claremont, whether it's two stores or three or who knows what the future holds. So what do I care about? So that's like my learning curve is, okay, so Zach is worried about hammock. Ty is worried about consistency between the two. And so where, where I come in, and in fact, yesterday we did this in, in, in real live, you know, you know, real world experience. I sat down with Kyle and two other leaders and we talked about, hey, where are we not being consistent? So we like identified one area and so on my list today is to talk to that shared director and say, hey, we really need you to focus in on these two stores because we're, we're slipping here a little bit. And, right. And you've got to step in and get that consistency back up. Mm, absolutely. Mm. So in conclusion, there's three different leadership styles that we discussed today. There's hundreds out there. Uh, I guarantee you could find a book that has – I mean, when we were looking this up, we found 10 um, just about this very specific topic. Um, but there's a bunch out there. There's different uses for all of these. There's advantages and disadvantages for all of them. Right. Um, and it's really it's really discernment. When do you use this leadership style? Right. How do you and it goes back to kind of what Dwight said. You know, uh, how how do we get the best results, the best relationships? And how do we how do we figure this out? And this is a really good way to do it. It's not a hundred percent. it is a theory. Um, but it has helped a lot of a lot of situations in our store. I know between Kyle and I, it's helped yeah. us a lot um, yeah. with going on grand openings, leading stores, doing all that kind of stuff. It's good to know this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I like using this these three because it's kind of been familiarized with a lot of people. You kind of hear about it in grade school, and it's very it's very familiarized. Uh, I just wonder where you heard about it in yeah. grade school. Yeah, I was going to say where... I didn't hear about it in yeah. grade school, but you guys do. East here. Ridge, my, yeah. my kindergarten. I'm trying to think what class. Florida education. Heard, so. See, it's good. It's better than what we think. East Ridge. It's got a lot better. You know, right. you know, the thing too to me is, um, you kind of want to have a leadership team. Chick Fil A used to have this saying that they would rather restrain a wild stallion than kick a donkey, and so what they meant by that is. <laughs> They don't want people that are afraid to make decisions because those people don't move the company forward. And they know that if they hire wild stallions, sometimes they're going to have to pull those reins and say, cool down, buddy. You can't <laughs> do that. But they'd rather do that because they, they, these people are trying to pull us forward. And so what I've tried to do is surround myself with those kind of people who are wild stallions and every once in a while, I have to say, hey, we can't do that. But I'd rather have that than not, you know, having improvements. And that's like the secret of our success has been not just me, but tons of people always thinking, how, how do we make this better? But it takes a awful, awful good leader to lead that. And like Kyle and Jay and AJ and Zach and all these people, they're, they're becoming great leaders because, you know, they're okay with it too. They're able to entrust and let people run. Well, you know, what a lesson has this has been today. I've really enjoyed it because I'm getting educated again. 
Uh, you know, I'm not going to let you out of here again without doing a little of this or that. Okay, so there's a second part to this or that. All right, so here we go. And now, wait a minute. Since you and Rocky haven't seen it, or yeah. Zach, maybe the three of you can kind of play along here. All right. Okay, okay nice. this is this or that. <laughs> Did you just make this up, Larry? Yes, I, it's the way I do things around here. It's just I make them up as we go along. <laughs> yes. Okay, here you go. The two things. Netflix or Amazon Prime. This oh, or that. Easy for me. Yeah. Easy. Netflix, for sure. Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I yeah. was not expecting that. I was that not either. I thought all. we were on the same page. Like, this is an easy decision. <laughs> yeah. We're going well, to Amazon. <laughs> I, I can tell you why afterwards. But, you know, you, so I guess your decision, or your choice would be Amazon. Yeah, so if it was Netflix maybe three or so years ago, I'd probably go with it. But yeah. I do feel like there's been a little bit of, lo- yeah. like, they lost some content. Yeah. Amazon Prime is just it's too clutch. Well, I think it's I think if clutch. you if we're comparing the platforms just specifically on videos yeah, and movies, movies, right? I think Netflix, is, Netflix is still has the edge right now. Amazon Prime is coming like a monster yeah. behind Netflix. Yeah, no doubt they are, but you know what what kills me about Amazon Prime is they have content and it, it'll cost you 14. It, yeah, you know, but Netflix it. is all free and I am somebody who actually likes the development of their own shows. Same. And so yeah. I think Netflix has better independent shows. Wait a minute, Netflix costs you $13 a month. Right. Amazon Prime costs you $99 a year. Yeah, but divide it up. But you get the whole package of expedited shipping and free shipping and so forth. Well, Amazon Prime does do music too. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I don't think Everything. Netflix does that. No. no. Netflix no. doesn't do that. Hulu does they uh uh, not to get too carried away, Hulu does one with Spotify. Is yes, that right? they do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now I've got to ask the young, the young ones in the house here. Yes, Larry. Now we have Netflix, we have Amazon, but now we're going to have Disney's going to have their yeah. own platform. Yeah, this is a giant coming. Yeah. So is that something you guys are looking forward to, or could care less? Oh yeah. So I think when you when you first think Disney, you're like, oh, you know, it's going to be a bunch of kitty things. But when you really look into how much Disney owns, and especially in the recent you know, recent yeah, Marvel, year or so, Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, they bought Fox, so that's that's a lot of content. That's a, absolutely that's a lot of a content. Point. That's a yeah. great. Yeah, point. you're talking about all the Marvel movies. You're talking about all the, you know, the MC MCU TV shows that they have. You know, they're going to be broadcasting on there. I have a couple of shows that are, I like that are, you I mean completely exact opposite of what you'd expect Disney kind of adult content shows mm-hmm. that are Fox and they're now they've been pulled off of Hulu and pulled off of Netflix right. and are basically being waited to be put onto this new platform. Yeah. Okay. So you're willing to pay another fee for another platform. Well, I think what will happen is somebody won't survive. Yeah. So over the next five years, we'll see, yeah. is it Netflix? Is it Hulu? Is it, yeah. you know, who's not going to make well, it? Well, you know, where point. did Netflix come from? Little history, boys and girls. Yeah, Netflix actually tried to sell their technology. They tried to sell their platform to Blockbuster, and Blockbuster refused. It's probably the biggest single mistake uh, anybody's ever made because Blockbuster four years later was completely gone as a company. I mean, they, yeah. because they didn't read the tea leaves correctly and see where the, where America and where the world was going, right. which was on demand. And they foolishly thought our system works. It'll never go out. Yeah. Well, and they were focused the, on their product. That's I want to go to the store and get a video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Another this or that question. T-Mobile or Verizon? Okay, that's an easy one, Verizon. And, I, and I'll tell you why, because everywhere I go, I got bars. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm AT and T, so I'm a little. Yeah, I am too. I don't actually. know. I I do think Verizon's what I've heard is probably even better. Yeah, and I'll be uh, a Democratic leader and trust Zach's opinion yes. on this one. Well, I'll I tell you too. this: it, we got a phone for seven hundred dollars off going to Verizon. We pay less than oh, wow. we were at AT and T, and I'm not trying to. You know, Verizon. I freaking love it right now. AJ's AT&T. got no service in the office, and you're about to AT&T. lose two uh, two customers. AT and T. Get your game up. Wow. Verizon needs to be paying you. All right, one more question for you. This one is a really tough one, and maybe you don't even know the answer to this. Chess or checkers? Now, you don't play that. Well, you can play it on video, but it's a board game. You're supposed to say chess because it makes you sound intelligent. I'm sorry, (laughs) sorry, check. uh, Yeah, chess, actually. But to be honest with you, I'm not – I love strategy, and if you, like, say, design a football play that works – I'm going to geek out on that forever. But but I have trouble with the strategy of chess. Yeah, chess chess is more of like an algorithm game. That's right. It, yeah. It's a really big – so if you're playing somebody that knows the algorithm and where to go and what to do, it's not even fun. I mean, right. It's, yes, it's, wow. not, it's not always a challenge. So to me, it's less a sport and more a study in knowing the correct moves. I'm a guy that spends – kind of like you said, I love algorithms. I will sit on a computer and – mess around with Excel sheets for hours on end. So I'm a chess guy. Yeah. I love the strategy behind it. I love the kind of the, what are the possibilities? Everything comes with it. I'm going to say no to both and say, what do you mean? <laughs> I think you're a Connect Four. No, <laughs> Connect Four. Well, it's time to wrap this up. Thank you guys for playing this or that here on A Server's Journey. And we want to thank Kyle for coming on the show these last two episodes. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. you. Until next time, next week. Hey, don't forget to, uh, what, log in? uh, Rate us. Rate us, yeah. Yeah, All those things. All the big five stars, we appreciate it. Until then, I'm Larry the K. And I'm Dazzle Davis. See, it keeps changing. Last week it was Zach Dazzle, but now it's Dazzle Davis. We might get back to Zach Dazzle. I like it. I like it better. Right. And I am. He's working on it. So what do I have to have a name to? I'm going to call myself Big Tasty. Uh, Rocky DeStefano here, and as always, uh, everybody's leading. Are you somebody worth following? <laughs>